good to be here tonight. I'm thankful for the opportunity to preach. And Pastor Kirkendall um, called me one day. I don't even remember what day it was now, but he called me and asked me if I could come preach. He said he was going to be out of town. So I'm thankful for the privilege and the opportunity to do that. Um, I haven't preached in this building. I preached four years ago over when you were still at the camp um, in a youth meeting or something on a Sunday morning. That was my first time ever preaching away from my home church, one of the first messages I ever preached. And so I'm thankful to be back, um, to get to preach again, and to get to preach here. Um, but you can take your Bibles tonight and turn to the book of 1 Peter chapter number 5. I'm excited about what God's doing in these days. Um, God's moving in different areas. I was, I've been meditating and thinking about this verse concerning th- some things in my life. And I, for the last week and a half really, and I was going to preach on it on Sunday morning at another place I was at. And Saturday, God really dealt with my heart about preaching out of John chapter number 3 and verse number 1 through 7, and I preached on, you must be born again. And I felt really strongly that's what God wanted me to preach in that service. And I, I really, to be honest, was thinking, why would he want me to preach that in, this, in that service that I was in? And when I gave the invitation at the end of the service, two people walked the aisle. One of them got born again, and the other one is... God's dealing with his heart, and I've never seen that before. Most of the time in America, people's hearts are so hardened, you won't see somebody just walk down the aisle in invitation. You'll still, we still see it some, but most of the time you won't. But I'm excited about that. It's not because of anything I did, all because of what God did. But I, I was going to preach this message Sunday morning because of this verse that I want to bring out tonight. But instead, I preached on that, and I know that's what God wanted me to preach, and I feel like this is where he led me tonight. So the book of 1 Peter, chapter number 5, and I'm going to read four verses, five verses, and really, really focus in on one verse tonight. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear what thus saith the Lord. The book of 1 Peter, chapter number 5, and beginning in verse number 6, the Bible says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Look back at verse number 7. The Bible said, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Father, I thank you for allowing us to be in your house tonight, and I thank you for all that you've done for us. God, thank you for this good crowd on a Wednesday night. I pray, God, that tonight... You would help us to receive a blessing from the Word of God. God, that you would speak to our hearts, that you'd show us great truths out of your Word to live by. And I pray, God, that you would help us and that you would be with us in everything that we do. Thank you, Lord, for all of your blessings and for all that you've done. And I pray, God, that you would receive all the praise, the honor, and the glory for all that's done here tonight. And I pray, God, that you would bless your people and help us, Lord, to worship and praise you in spirit and in truth. And to thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us. For it's in Jesus' precious holy name I pray. Amen. I'm preaching tonight on casting all your care upon him. Now, the book of 1 Peter, if you'll 
follow through the book of 1 Peter, you'll find several things concerning the subject about suffering. The theme of the book of 1 Peter has to do with suffering. And here at the end of the book, the author Peter writes and he says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. He said you're going to have sufferings, you're going to have trials, you're going to have troubles that you're going to have to go through. He said, but you can cast it all upon the Lord and He's going to care for you and He's going to handle all of your troubles. Many think that this verse was, a, was Peter quoting or using something from the Old Testament out of the book of Psalms, chapter number 55 and verse number 22 where the Bible said, cast thy burden upon the Lord and He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Cast your burdens upon the Lord and He will sustain thee. And so Peter says, you can cast all of your care upon him, for he careth for you. So tonight, I want to look at three things out of this verse. And I, I don't plan on preaching very long tonight, but I want to look at three things that I believe that God has shown us out of this verse. Number one tonight, I want to look at the cares of life. We all have cares in this life. There's not a person sitting here tonight that doesn't have cares in their life. You say, what are cares? Cares are any desires that you have in your life, any dreams that you have, any troubles that you're going through, trials of your life, anything that would cause you to worry, any anxieties that you may have, or fears or troubles that are in your life. That's what your care is. That's what you care about. That's what you're thinking about. That's what's in your life that you're dealing with right now. That's the cares of your life. Everyone has cares in this life. And because we're flesh, because uh, that's just what we do. Some people do it worse than others, but we worry about things. We worry about the cares of our life. We worry about how we're going to meet this trial and how we're going to make it through this trouble that we're going through. And we worry about all the different things in our life. Forty percent, someone said, of what people worry about never happens. They worry about things that will never come to pass, yet they spend so much of their time worrying about it. They said 30% of the things that people worry about are things that are already behind them, things that are in the past, things they've already overcome, yet they're still worrying about those things. They said that 12% of the things that people worry about are criticisms and uh, things that other people would criticize them for that aren't even true, yet they worry about it because they worry about what somebody else is thinking about them. They said that uh, that 10% of things that people worry about is their health or health of a family member or a friend. And yet worrying only makes the situation worse oftentimes because it causes stress in your life and causes the situation to become worse. And this study said that only 8% of the things that people worry about are things that, were, that are legitimate concerns, things that actually need to be thought about and could be worried about in a person's life things that actually would come to pass, only 8% of the things that people worry about are things that would actually have a care in their life, things that actually would impact them. Problems are made much worse when we worry over them, and yet we still worry about things, and we still have troubles in this life that we just can't overcome. But we do have legitimate worries, even though only 8% of them may be legitimate, there are actual cares and legitimate worries in this life that we go through. God didn't say, have no cares. He didn't say, just pretend like they don't exist. There's a difference in living in denial and living by faith. 
Let me give you an example. If someone's dealing with a health problem in their life, they can pretend like it doesn't exist and just say, well, I'm just going to pretend like it's not even there and go right through their life and that problem's still going to be there though. It's not going to do anything to get rid of that problem. They can believe that all they want to, but they're still going to be dealing with it. God didn't tell us to live in denial. He said to live by faith. There's a difference in living in denial and living by faith. And God didn't say, pretend like you don't have any cares in this life. He didn't say, just pretend like they're not there. He said, cast all of your cares upon him, for he careth for you. He said, there's a way that you can overcome all of your cares, that you don't have to pretend like they're not there. He said, you can bring them by faith to the Savior, and Jesus will take care of them and will deal with them for you in your life. When you get saved, you're still going to have cares in your life. It's not just you're not going to have a perfect life. You're still going to have problems. You're still going to have troubles and different things that you have to go through. And oftentimes, you'll have greater trials and greater problems than what someone does living out in the world. But God is going to be there, and he promised he'd never leave us nor forsake us, and he promised he would take care of all of our cares in our life. But sometimes the cares of our life become overwhelming, and we go day by day through this life, and the burdens that we carry just keep weighting us down. And day after day after day, they become heavier and heavier. And in our pride, sometimes we try to think that, well, we can handle our problems. We, we don't need to bother the Lord with them. Or we don't need to get God involved in this. Because in our pride, we think that we're able to handle the troubles that we have in this life. But that uh, we're not able to handle what we carry. And our burdens will eventually overwhelm us and overcome us. Because if you don't take your burden to the Lord, you'll never be able to sustain yourself carrying your own burden. And that burden is going to keep weighting you down and weighting you down and weighting you down until you fall under the load and you're not going to be able to overcome that load unless you take it to Jesus. We have cares in this life. When we handle our cares wrongly, they can dominate our thoughts. They can cause us to worry and to fear about things that we have no control over. And they can cause us to lose faith and trust in God all the while while we're trying to handle our troubles on our own. But God said to just put your faith and trust in Him and cast all of your cares upon Him, for He careth for you. Why worry about something when you have no control over it? Rather, just give it to God and let Him be in control of it because He's in control of it anyways. If God is driving... If God is behind the steering wheel in the car that you're riding in and you're over in the passenger seat and you're worrying about getting to your destination, you're not even driving. Why are you worried about it? Just let God drive. Let him worry about getting there and he'll make it. But if you try to climb in behind the steering wheel in your life and if you try to get to your destination and dodge all of the obstacles that are in your way and drag your cares down the highway that you're dealing with, chances are you're going to wreck and wind up in shipwreck and your life's not going to turn out right. But God, if you'll just trust Him and let Him drive, let Him be in control like He wants to be, God's going to get you to your destination safely and soundly and you're going to end up where you're supposed to be. And God's never had a wreck. He's not going to have a wreck. He's never lost a life. He's not going to lose a life. And He's going to bring you safely to the destination where He wants you to be. He's going to lead you exactly where He wants you in your life. So just let God have control. I was thinking about an illustration 
and I'm using many illustrations in this message, it seems. I don't usually do that. But I was thinking about an illustration how that if you're the low man on the totem pole at the job and something goes wrong, then you don't have to worry about what are you going to do to fix it. You go tell the boss man, hey, this broke. This, this, I have got this problem. What am I supposed to do? It's the boss's job to worry about how to fix it. He's going to be the one to deal with the problem. You just go to him with the trouble that you're having and say, here's my problem. What am I supposed to do? And he tells you what to do and how to fix the problem. That's the exact way that it should be in our relationship with God. Just let God have control. He's the boss of life. He's the one that's in control. You can't do anything about the situation anyways. You may be worrying about, well, I don't know how to fix it. What am I going to do? I'm, going to, I'm afraid to tell the boss what happened. When if you would just go to him and tell him, he knows exactly what to do. He could tell you in a moment how to fix it and how to get rid of that trouble. And you could be right back going, going on with the job just like, you, just like nothing ever happened. And that's the same situation it is with God. If we would just, before we worry and struggle with things in our lives, if we would take it to God first and just go directly to God and God, say, God, I don't understand what's going on. I don't know how to overcome this. I don't know how to get this uh, past. I don't know how to get past this. I don't know how to overcome the situation that I'm dealing with. God would say, God might direct you and say, here's what you do. And if we would just let God direct us and God be the one that's in control, and just obey his voice and obey the directions that he gives us, you might find that the cares and troubles that you thought were so great weren't so great after all. That it was a lot easier to overcome when you didn't spend all of your time worrying about how you were going to overcome something that you didn't know how to. Just let God overcome it. Let God lead you through it, and you'll see that it wasn't actually as big a problem as what you thought it may have been. It doesn't matter how big a problem you may be dealing with how great you think it may be. I promise you tonight, child of God, that Jesus is greater than your problems and he's bigger than your problems and he can overcome whatever situation it is that you're facing. We all have cares in this life that we have to deal with. But then secondly, we should cast our load upon the Lord. We should cast our load. The cares of life, cast them away. The Bible said, casting all of your care. We should turn it loose. That's what the word casting means. It means to take something, to take, if I was to be t- holding this songbook, if this was the burden, it means to take it and cast it away, throw it away, turn it loose, and just let it be. Let it lie. Don't keep going back to it and keep trying to carry that heavy load. The heavy burden that you're carrying, just cast it away. The worry that you're facing and the difficulties that you're dealing with, just cast it away. Turn it loose. The trouble that you're going through, just cast it away. Let go of it. The songwriter said, take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Cast it away. Just turn it loose, the Bible said, casting all your care upon Him. Just turn, turn loose of all your cares and just let God deal with it. Turn it loose. But then secondly, we will have total liberation, a promise of total liberation. It didn't just give certain cares that we can bring to the Lord. It said casting all your care, not just the big ones, not just the small ones, not just the ones that are present right now in your life. It said casting all of your care, total liberation, every single one of your worries, every single one of your problems. Jesus said he would take them all, and if you give them all to them, he would deal with every one of them. 
Casting all your care upon Him. All of your care. You can be free of all of it. Your personal cares, your family cares, your cares for others, your cares for the present, your cares for the future, whatever they may be, whether they're physical needs, spiritual needs, emotional needs, whatever it is in your life, if you'll cast it all upon the Lord, He'll take it all unto Himself and He'll deal with every bit of it and He'll take all of your worries and all of your cares away from you. There's no limitation on the cares that you can bring to God. He'll liberate you of all of them and take all of your cares away from you if you'll only bring them to Him. But then the Bible said not only to cast it away, to turn it loose, not only to let go of all of it and find total liberation, but then the Bible said to transfer the load upon Him. Casting all of your care upon Him, the Bible said. You can... I'm glad that we can cast away our problems, and I'm glad we can cast away all of our problems. But if you don't cast them in the right place, and if you don't turn them over to the right person, and if you don't transfer them to the one that can do something about them, it's not going to be of any effect. You can cast away your problems and try to throw it away, but if you don't cast it upon the Lord, then what it's going to be is like a boomerang effect. You're going to throw it, and before you know it, you're going to be trying to move on with your life, and it's going to come back and hit you in the back of the head. It's going to come back, and you're going to be facing it again. And you're going to be facing it again. Because you say, oh, I cast it away. And I cast away all my problems. I rolled all of the heavy load off of myself. But if you don't roll it over on the Lord, and if you don't cast it upon the Lord, then that problem's still going to be there, and you're still going to have to deal with it. The world, they try to cast their problems away too but they try to cast it away in a bottle of alcohol or in use, by using drugs or by trying to live it up and find pleasure out there in the world and try to forget about their problems. But they can never find freedom from their problems. They're constantly having to deal with them because they never cast it upon the one that could do something about it. And as Christians, sadly, in our lives, most Christians are still dealing with their problems and trying to handle all of their own cares instead of casting them upon the Lord. Oftentimes we say, I just don't know how people make it without the Lord. I've heard many people say that. I just don't know how those people that are living out there in the world make it without the Lord Jesus Christ. And the truth of the matter is, they don't make it. They don't make it. They don't arrive to their destination. They don't make it to the end. They, if you don't overcome your problems and trials, if you don't overcome the world, then the world's going to overcome you. And at the end of every sinner's life, they're going to find that all of the troubles and cares that they dealt with all throughout their life finally overcame them, and the sin that they've been dealing with all throughout their life finally overcame them and weighted them down and destroyed their life, and they didn't make it. They didn't arrive. They're still dealing with those troubles and cares. They never got rid of them. They don't make it. But oftentimes as Christians, we don't let the Lord deal with our problems. We try to deal with them ourselves. But if we'll just cast it all upon the Lord, He'll take it all and He'll deal with all of it. God's supply of grace will never run out. His grace is sufficient to meet whatever need or trouble that you're going through. God can help every single person in this building tonight, do it all at the same time, handle every single one of your cares, and yet He'll not have less time to spend with any one of us. He'll still have grace sufficient for every one of our needs, and He'll still be able to meet every single thing that we face tomorrow. His supply is not lacking. 
He'll deal with everything that you're going through, and he'll be able to handle every, every bit of it. Whatever cares you may have, no matter how great or abundant they may be, Jesus is able to bear them all. I read a story about a missionary who was driving down the road. He was serving in Africa, the story was told, and he was driving down the road in his pickup truck. And he saw a man on the side of the road carrying a heavy load on his back, walking down the road, walking towards the village. Well, the missionary was going to the village, and so he pulled over in front of the man walking down the road, carrying the heavy, heavy thing on his back, and he asked the man if he wanted to ride. The man, tired and weary from walking that long distance, gladly accepted the missionary's offer. And so he climbed up in the back of the truck and stood up against the cab, well, the missionary started off down the road again towards the village. And as he was getting closer to the village, he happened to look back and he saw the man standing in the back of the truck up against the headboard and he still had the load upon his shoulders. He was still holding it. The missionary was startled and he got out of the truck and walked back to the back. He stopped and got out, got out and walked back to the back and he asked the man, he said, what are you doing? And the man said, what do you mean? He said, why are you still shouldering the load. I, I picked you up to give you rest. The man said, oh, I thank you for the ride. It kept me from having to walk. He said, yes, I know, but why don't you lay your load down in the truck? Lay, lay your load down in the bed of the truck and you, you could sit back and relax this whole way. And the man said, oh. He said, well, you were so kind to give me the ride. He said, I didn't know if the truck could hold both me and the load I was carrying. The load... The truck was already holding both of them up. The weight was the same. But the man was still holding a burden that he no longer needed to carry because he wasn't sure if the truck could hold them both, even though it already was holding them both up. What he should have done is laid the load down in the truck and he could have relaxed, he could have enjoyed the ride and not have to have been wearied and struggle under that burden anymore. That's an amazing story, but sadly, that's just what we deal with all the times in life. I find myself doing that same thing that we, we, God says, bring it all to me. He said, I'll take all of your cares. And yet we come to God and we try to climb up in his hand, climb up, uh, up in his hand, and yet we're still holding the load. God said, just cast it all to me, give it all to him. And he can, he's strong enough to hold up both you and the load that you're dealing with. Jesus is strong enough to hold them both up. Verse number 6 said, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He will, may exalt you in due time. That burden that you're carrying that's bringing you to your knees, that's, heavy, that's weighing you down and causing you to bend under the load, God said you can take it to Him, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and His mighty hand is able to hold up both you and your cares, and He's able to lift you up and exalt you in due time, if you'll humbly, instead of pridefully trying to deal with your troubles yourself, if you'll humbly bring your cares to God, His mighty hand will hold up both you and your cares and exalt you in due time. Casting all of your care upon Him, for He careth for you. The load that is very heavy for the child is very light to the father. I thought about how a little kid might try to pick up something of very heavy weight to himself. Maybe carrying a, a, a backpack or a, whatever it may be, trying to pick it up. And the little child struggles picking it up. But the father can walk by and with one arm reach down and grab it and throw it over his shoulder and it not be heavy to him at all. And the same it is with God. The things that we think are so big and so great and so heavy, 
God's hand is great enough, God is strong enough, that it's nothing for Him to deal with. The great care that you're facing, it's nothing for the God of heaven. We're talking about the God who created all things, who parted the Red Sea, who brought Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego through the fiery furnace, as the song was just sung about, who did all of those things, brought Daniel through the lion's den, did all of those things throughout the Old Testament, who did all of those things throughout the New Testament. He sustained Paul, he sustained Peter, and he sustained all of the saints of old, and he'll sustain you and I as well if we'll just cast all of our care upon him. He's great enough to handle all of our cares. Cast it all, casting all of our care upon him. Cast it all upon the Lord. You can cast it away, but if you don't let God deal with it, that problem's still going to be there, and you're going to have to go back and face it again. Let God deal with it and take care of your problem, and he'll do away with it, and he'll handle it. And you only, only then, only, all you have to do is just obey the direction that he gives you to take. Just let him stay in control, and you just be obedient to what he tells you to do. Jesus gave the invitation, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You say, well, I don't want to trouble God over my little problems. I don't want to bother God with my problems in my life. I promise you tonight, child of God, you're not bothering God one bit when you bring Him your cares. You're troubling God when you don't turn your cares over to Him. Jesus wants you to bring your cares to Him. He gave you the invitation to come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We have an invitation here, casting all of your care upon Him, for He careth for you. That's what God wants you to do and desires for you to do, and He's happy to bear the load for His children. The cares of life, the casting of the load, but then lastly tonight, the care of the Lord. The Bible said, casting all of your care upon Him, for He careth for you. What a blessing it is to know that the Lord cares for us. The God of creation cares about us as individuals. He's not as the God of the pagans, the pagan gods that were thought to be so high that they wouldn't, that they wouldn't stoop to the affairs of men and become involved in the affairs of men. But God humbled himself and condescended to, to deal with the affairs of man, and he came unto his own to dwell among us and to live in our midst. And he gave us the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, one to come alongside to bear our burdens and to help us through this life. That's the God that I serve. That's the God that we know tonight. He's not a God that we just try to appease as the pagans did, just sacrifice in order to appease them, in order to keep them away from dealing with them and from having their wrath come upon them. That's not the God that we serve tonight. The God that we serve delights in knowing about us and in caring for us and he loves us individually so much so that God gave his son to die upon the cross because he loved us so much so much so that he promised he'd never leave us nor forsake us so much so that he thinks about you day by day he knows everything about you he knows the number of hairs on your head he knows everything that you're going through and he cares about each and every one for he careth for you the bible said we sometimes think that our cares are minor, but God, it, God cares about everything that we're going through. A story was told about a man who was his, he put his daughter to bed and she cried and she, wanted, she was wanting a drink of water. So he walked back to the kitchen and he got 
a cup and he filled the cup up with water and he took it back to the bedroom. When he got there, the little girl started crying and she said, Dad, that's not what I wanted. He said, well, I went and got you a drink of water. That's what you said you needed. She said, yes, but I wanted the orange cup, not the pink one. It was a very minor thing, but yet instead of forcing the little girl to do it, he walked back to the kitchen and put down the orange cup, picked up the pink one, put water in it, and walked back to the bedroom and gave it to his daughter. And sometimes that's how we are as people. The cares that we deal with, they don't really make any difference in the whole big scheme of things. Yet if it matters to you, the psalm said, it matters to the master. And if what you want is one thing, God cares about it enough that he's going to do his best in his will to meet that need and to to bring you through whatever trial that you're going through. And this, I love that song. If it matters to you, it matters to the master. God cares about every detail that you're going through in your life. Every little care or every big care that you're going through, it matters to God. And He cares about it because you care about it. Because He loves you, He cares about what you care about. The Bible said, When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? Psalms 115 and verse number 12 through 15, the Bible said, The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Ye are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The Lord hath been mindful of us. God cares about us. Our God loves us, and He cares for us. And he cares about everything that we're going through. I want to read these scriptures tonight and I'll be done in just a moment. The book of Matthew chapter number 6 and verse number 25. You can turn there if you'd like. Matthew chapter number 6 and verse number 25. I'll give you time to turn there. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 25. 